out of control. I'll tell you right now, you got recognised once at the airport. You've been away. You've been in Queensland, living the dream for the last few days, and uh, living the dream, doing a job, MC. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's I am hard work. But you now know. you've got you. Sunny's inside in the morning. You're thinking you're like a what is this? A Z grade celebrity? Is this what you're going for? I don't know, but you got a bit of feedback going on the video. Don't worry about that. What do you think about the sunnies inside? I think it's my new look. I'm debuting a new look today, uh, this morning, and I'm pretty happy with myself. I've got these glasses, uh, duty-free. I don't know if it's duty-free, but they were 30 yeah. bucks. They're, they're carved sunglasses. They're my favourite. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of rock them so everyone can see my new glasses. I like that. Well, it is it is early, another Tuesday morning. Thank you for, for those who are joining in, tuning in, waking up with funny business wins, losing his marbles. So we're going to go give Win a, a stick or a, a bone or something like that. Locks dog Winston for anyone who's listening. He's now figured out that whenever we hit record, that he gets a treat. So he'll be like chill all morning, and then as soon as we sit down to record, he's just he's it, just staring at us like, <laughs> give me attention. I need some time. Very yeah. much, very much like his father, who's come in wearing the the sunnies, asking for the attention. Popped collar a bit. Yeah. Hey, but today, um, big thanks to MYOB for supporting the hundred percent live stream. Uh, third week in a row now of them jumping on board. They're here for the next six months. Uh, we're stoked to be bringing you the best content that we can bring on 100% on one topic today. The topic is personal productivity. We're going to wait maybe like a few more minutes to get people into the stream. It is still early. Uh, we want to know where you are, what you're watching, uh, what you're doing. If you're, you're up and about, you had your morning coffee, if you're watching from the lounge room. Watching from the toilet. Wherever whatever. you are, drop, yeah. a, drop, a, drop a note in the comments. Let us know you're here because we want to know who's in who's in the chat and who's watching. So. Uh, excited to get into it today, though, Al Bradford. Oh, when you said, what should we talk about this week? And you're like personal productivity, not just productivity, personal productivity. And I'm like, what is that? What's the difference, you know? Um, but we've got a banging, banging like topic today. I feel like uh, this is what you eat, sleep and breathe productivity. I feel like meeting you and having you in my life, I feel like it's rubbed off on me a little bit because I... I never really felt productive until it's, we started doing stuff together. It's pretty topical, isn't it? Like everyone always talks about like... What does it mean to be productive? How do I achieve more? What are my goals? What am I trying to do? And it's it's pretty like we'll get into some of the good stuff, but also the bad stuff. So like some hustle culture, concept of burnout, the idea of like living up to other people's standards of things as well. I think there's a big element of uh, whether it's tall poppy syndrome, whether it's like self-awareness and insecurities around what am I actually trying to achieve? What are the things that are holding us back from doing what it is that we're trying to make happen in uh, it's funny because like LinkedIn as a platform, I feel like it's really over like the last six months, it's now been filled with like a bit of crap. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's just yeah. filling with all these people trying to like, they're trying to get a post out there, but they're not really trying to provide any value to people in any way besides like driving for this engagement part. And I think that feeds into a little bit of like, are you just adding to the noise or are you getting done what you're wanting? Like, are you actually achieving what you're trying to achieve? So mm. we'll get into that, some of that stuff as well. But again, if you have any questions, you have any topics, have any thoughts, drop them in the chat. I'll be modding today. So if you have any um, burning questions you want to answer on productivity, you want to talk through what's your routine, talk through some of the things that's um, working for you or not working for you, drop them in the chat. Al Bradford might even take off his sunnies to, to answer some of the questions, but uh, we'll see how we go. Oh, I like that. No, it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to dig uh, into some guests that we've had on the pod uh, throughout the years as well, into some of their routines and what they do. So I think it's going to be a cool episode. All right. Well, let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's kick it off with what is it? How do you know if you're feeling productive? 
I think it's that feeling that you get at the end of the day or at the end of the night, whenever you're stopping, um, that you just feel satisfied. You feel like you've got that clarity where you can put the head on the pillow and not worry too much. I know there's always going to be a little bit of stress, um, but just knowing that you've done stuff, I feel like getting a good night's sleep, that's when you sort of know, don't you? Nah. Nah? Is, it? is that a shit answer? No, I don't know. I feel it's like my it's... answer, so you can't. No, I, yeah. I, can, I understand how you feel, but I'm happy yeah. to challenge you on, on that. I just reckon I do like these things like you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. Like my old di- my difference between productivity and not being productive is when I know that I've prioritized the right things that I need to do that give me stress. Mm. So the things that I'm very good at writing a list down and then tackling maybe like the fourth or fifth priority things and sometimes leaving the harder ones at the top hanging. Not Why do we of- do that? Because I do that too. I just think sometimes it's like it's to do with deadlines. It's to do with like mindset. Can you tackle that task today? Is it perceived to be hard? Is it going to be something that you're going to be really need to focus for? And it's funny because like for me, productivity means like you're really setting your goals well. You're breaking them down to achievable things and you're working towards a way of hitting those goals in the most efficient manner as possible without extra waste, without um, like working on the wrong things, without like stuffing it up you know like you've can done you overstress about that though where you're just like when you're trying to keep yourself accountable but then you become overwhelmed can that happen yeah i think this is something that like if i go back to maybe 2018 like i was i think i've talked a bit about it on the pod like i was in this like crazy zone of trying to learn and consume content to make me feel more productive like me feel like i was like pushing in the right direction or like moving my life where i wanted it to go so like I was watching um, watching YouTube's like reading a lot of audio books, listening to a lot of pods, consuming like I reckon I maybe did like thirty books or something in that like nine month period. I was listening to a lot of fast stuff, and that for me at the time I felt really productive because my goal was to upskill, gain knowledge, do whatever. But right. I also by like trying to put that external pressure on myself, I found very I found it like. Uh, also at the point where I was like, am I not doing enough? Am I like, what am I doing wrong? Like all these people are doing these crazy stuff. I'm listening to all this stuff. Look how much, look how impressive they are. And I'm just, I'm just a blob who's on the train listening to them. Is that actually so some comparing yourself to other people and just saying I'm a piece of shit compared to that? A little bit. Think, and yeah. I think that what comes back to which a few themes, one of the questions we've asked over the last few years to all our guests in the funny business podcast is like, what is your version of Heaps Normal? So when that we say big shout out to Heaps Normal, we backed the pod for a couple of years and asking that question about how do you get your energy back to people? It's so funny because that that question always, one, it relates to mental health, but two, to get the energy back to be able to continue working at a pretty crazy pace, like working in the startup scene and, and running your own startup. It's not, it's not a nine to five job no. you know so like, the idea of productivity for me is like sustained it's like you can be productive for one day but it's about backing it up it's it's the same as sports you know like people say like what makes a great player i think longevity makes someone a great player consistency someone, consistency yeah. it's not someone who comes out and has a great game one game and then you don't see him for four weeks it's someone who can turn up be reliable and get the job done over and over and over and over. And that to me is someone who is productive, not so, someone who's productive one day. And it's not burning the candle at both ends, I suppose. But I feel like that's what I do. My workflow and the way I operate is if I know that there's uh, stuff that needs to be done, like I cram stuff, it happened even through school. That was just my mindset. So I think it's me not being able to set my own boundaries and just stick to that. And it, and it shows through even my eating habits and fitness and stuff like that. Like it's like relying on other things to sort of make it happen for me where it's like, 
no, I need to kind of switch that. And and like, is that a skill that you can learn, you reckon? I think routines and habits is definitely a skill that you can. And that applies to everything, including work, food, exercise, all that good shit. You know, when you see people just go through transformations, it's like they get everything in together, don't they? Like they get the food, they get the I think the hard balance, how I feel about this is like I, I consume a fair bit of content on like seeing people to do with like how they tackle their day or how they approach their lifestyle. Cause I do think that like routines and habits, like you can go one, one end of the spectrum to the other. You got some people who go like full military mindset, like they, um, restrict anything that they can eat. They're not going out. They're not seeing friends. They're locked into this. Discipline. They're like fully disciplined into this. Like I'm striving to do what? And I, I understand that if it's like, maybe you're trying to cure cancer or do yeah. whatever, but I do think there's a fine balance between um, what we've talked about heaps in the pod is like burnout things that actually impact people is like work-life balance. And is that a real, actually a real thing? And, and my opinion is, I think that, I'm someone who can get pretty addicted to like doing certain stuff. So like grinding on the amount of work that we do or like fully consuming what I'm doing. And I'm trying to step back to find more ways to get out under the moon and charge me crystals and charge my cup up because it's, I think that what what are we working for, you know, like to, to have more time back into family life and do that sort of stuff. That's the lifestyle that we both want to live. So we're kind of like self-aware, you know, and like in terms of internal goals of where we want. So I think that feeds into like strategies on how to be personally productive. You know, what's your, what's a normal week look like for you? Like for, I think you must get this asked this a lot because when people ask you what you do, you get the question like, like what what is even the life of a podcast? <laughs> like what what does a normal week look like for you? And I, like how do you set yourself boundaries to make sure that you're hitting the things off that you need to do every day? Because I'll I'll give you props like I do most episodes when we talk about this. You are someone who I think has a, is very good at repeatable processes. Like you're happy to do the same thing, and and once you've got your workflow established, you're very good at knocking them off every day. And I think that how you tackle LinkedIn, how you tackle building community, and even how you go about editing it out, editing our pods. We'd love to get into a bit about your personal, maybe like weekly routine, how you structure your days and what have you introduced into your life that's made it easier to get the same processes done. I think honestly having public deadlines and committing to stuff where it's like this is happening at that time. So then it's like, well, we have to do it by that time because we've set it. So I think just that action of just like telling people, I think that helps me put it, put it you know so and you you're need, right like, you need a little bit of time pressure attached to make you feel like you need to get something out the door yeah if i know it's there like, it's like i'm never oh, i hate being late to shit so it's like i hate the, like if there's a deadline on something i like to get it done before that you yeah, know yeah. so it's like once i know that i'd feel like that maybe sets off a trigger in me and like you're saying i never really thought about it like that but repeatable processes i feel like that's the magic yeah like whatever you do you do it your way and it's about finding out your process i feel like for school, the cookie cutter models of just like, here's how to learn, here's how to do stuff. It didn't really work for me. And to find this and do podcasting and editing, I never thought it'd be editing and stuff like that, you know, but it's, it's cool. I feel like I found my strength in this, but in terms I feel like I'm still a baby in terms of like learning. Like, I feel like, yes, podcast is one element, but there's so many different things to learn, like uh, video and just other things as you progress. So it's like, how can I apply the same methods and process that I do with a pod, like figuring out my way and doing it to all different things? You know, that's what sort of work. Well, let's talk about is. a workflow then. Let's talk about, hey, we've recorded, we want to release this episode tomorrow yeah. as a podcast or later today or like what goes into 
like doing a process like your routine of how do you set this up do mm. you track it in spreadsheets do you do a to-do list is it has yeah. it now become habitual that you can do it without thinking like how, how have you structured yeah. your life don't really think about any of it anymore and let, and if it feels muddled like if it doesn't feel like it fits into the routine i like to just dump everything like tasks and what needs to be done and just write it out it sounds pretty simple but that's just easy for me like just dead set just writing out what i need to do uh, for the day, even if it's check emails, reply to um, uh, Instagram comments and shit, like just get every little thing that uh, I can think of and write it out. So then it's out of my head and then I can just tick it off throughout the day. And then I'll look at like shit like before lunch, before I go get a chicken roll from uh, Routley's, yeah. I want to knock all this stuff out, you know, and then like tackle the big thing last, you know, like in the last block and go, you know, I've done like all the seven little shitty things or whatever, or little small things that I can easily knock off. Go get lunch, go get a chicken roll. Everyone always talks about tackling the hard things first. Yeah. And I always do feel better if I've do- I've done that. And I think that one thing for me that makes me feel productive is I've got a very clear path of where I want to go. Mm. So one thing I've always been very good at in my life is goal setting. Like I've Oh, I've been, you're a good goal setter, mate. No, I think it's, no, you are. You are it's important. It. I think it's a it's a it's a learnt skill and you can get better at doing it. But goals for some people can be super ambitious they can be dream state they can be like maybe they're not as achievable and as realistic but the goals i like to set for myself is how do i how do i don't want to yes they want to be a target i want to be able to like like strive for them Mm. but i don't want to make it out of out of reach like I, i want to be able to know that if i break that down into what i need to do this week or today this week this quarter that i know that i can make progress towards hitting that. And I think that that is the most important part about productivity is being very, very clear about where it is that you want to go before you just start being busy. Because I think that one thing you hear a lot about, whether it's especially in the tech space, people in teams, and if your your personal productivity is is directly impacts others, because most people do work in team environments, is the notion of being busy. How busy do you feel? And how, how often do you hear is, people talk yeah. about being busy? And then I think about that because I say that a lot. Like, how, how's how's work been? You go, oh, busy. And it's like, I don't know if that's a good flex. You no, know? it's probably not. It's not a good flex. I don't really dig that. Um, I just think like you can be busy and hide, you know, and it's like pretend productivity where you're not actually, it's like aimlessly stuff, but it's like, if I can tick it off and the boss says that they're happy, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, I like that. Well, Caleb, I saw your question come through. Uh, there it is. Do you guys use any technology or software in planning or management? Yeah, mate, we've we've tried a fair few different platforms out. So like we've we've used Asana for like workflow and task management. We've used a, a software called ClickUp. We've used Trello. We've used sticky notes on a wall. Uh, we're pretty big on Miro, um, online whiteboard collaboration tool. I think that's pretty fantastic now for remote workers. Uh, we also, we're, we're big on Slack. So we, we talk back and forth on Slack to flick tool, uh, flick documents and just work stuff back and forth to each other. But I think the thing for us, which I've really learned, especially as, um, someone who goes and introduces sort of like productivity and delivery management stuff for teams is it has to actually work for you. And you like, if you don't want to use that tool or you don't want to stick to using something, if you don't stick to using it, don't try and make it a thing. So you have to fully commit, like buy-in from the start, really. Yeah, so it's about admin, like making these tools work for you, whatever system it is that you introduce for yourself. So if it is like a simple Kanban, like a to-do doing done on your wall, well, that's only going to work if you actually refer to it and you use it all the time and you're updating sticky notes, you're moving them across when you finish things off, you're ticking them off and you're done. And the same goes to things like Asana and Jira and Trello. 
They all sound great in theory if you want to visualize your work, understand what needs to be done, track deadlines, have understanding of key dates, dependencies, actions, all that sort of stuff. But again, I think the thing that a lot of people lack to do with this, and it's the self-discipline of the admin attached to uh, using these these tools. And I think that 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 comes with like time and effort. And I think that- So putting it in the calendar and committing and going, hey, I'm filling this out, like if you were to track like your meals and shit. I feel like we've yeah. had a few people on the on the pod that have talked about how how like detailed tracking. Like I remember like talking to Nick Crocker for the first time, and Croc dog. Um, he talks about his time tracking spreadsheet where he tracks all of his time throughout the week in intervals, and then he allocates them to categories so he can understand where he's choosing to invest his time. And as someone who he said he, he might meet a hundred or one hundred and fifty founders or something a year, and might invest in one or two, it's really important for him to make sure that he's not wasting time. Hundred percent, especially when you, you know, yeah, I love that. That's a good point. What about you? Like, how do you know when you're wasting time? Uh, when I've got the wrestling on in the lounge room and it's Wednesday at three o'clock, that's when I'm re- realize, hang on, what am I doing? I'm just trying to put something off. Yeah, you know? yeah, a little bit. And wasting time, it's like you're the under the facade of being busy. You know, I feel like you can waste time by that, and like thinking that you're busy when you're not really. Just trying to just breeze through um his number comes in from chad totally agree heaps of people want new tools and fancy features but don't exhaust their current oh it's gone their current tools yeah 100 mate i've i'm seeing this over and over again we've worked with so many teams now and individuals trying to match like manage what they do it all comes down to accountability it's like going to the gym if someone if a fitness trainer writes you a program and you're meant to track what weights that you're doing and how many reps that you're doing and or you're trying to lose some weight or hit your fitness goals and you're doing some calorie tracking or you're tracking the amount of steps or just certain features that require you to do some manual input. If you don't have the ability to execute every day on that manual input, then your system's not worth it anyway. So I think that the biggest mistake that people make in that place is like, oh yeah, we've got a Trello board or we've got a to-do list. So we're all good. But that's not actually the truth. The truth is it doesn't matter what system that you use to manage your workflow. It, it's matter, it just matters that you actually stick to using whatever tool that you're choosing to use for a period of time. Otherwise, it's stuff like how many times have we started a tool and, and it's just dead after like three weeks? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be the first one to put my hand up. I'm probably the one who's not inputting enough. But um, for you, I feel like you play in these space and you use these tools, you know, so like when you're committing to that, you can really see the benefits. So that's why you implore people to, to commit. Oh, but if you if you are working in a team environment, I know this is about personal productivity, but I think that it you can't unless you're a solo, like you're running a like a small business, or you're a freelancer and you work for yourself. Most of the time, everyone still works in in team environments. So the concept of personal productivity and what works for you, I think it's also important to understand how um, how you and your teammates actually interact with this. So, like for example. Locke and I are very different in how we work. I know that I don't get any productive work of the stuff that I need to do if we're sitting in the same room. Because I distract you. No, just uh, because I'm easily distracted and I know that I would- And I'm fun. And I would rather choose, which I can get into Jeff's question in a minute, I would rather choose to talk about what we're trying to build and interesting stuff that's going on. Dream, dream, baby. (laughs) Dream and like- Get lunch and like get lunch. <laughs> get lunch. Watch a bit of NFL. Watch a bit of surf. Yeah, for sure, and I still feel because we're friends. But you know, if we hated each other, it'd be easy because we'd just be like, "How do we get this done really quickly and efficiently?" Yeah, but uh, but we can slack off together. But wasting time together isn't wasted time. That can be productive because it's about chemistry. You know, it's about friendship. 
We couldn't get any of this shit done if we weren't this close. I guarantee it, 100%. 100%. And I think that comes into some stuff too. Like um, it, it's around like you talk about building team chemistry, building collaboration. How do you still feel productive in a team environment in remote working? You know, like I think mm. for us, like we're lucky that we get to see each other all the time, but it is hard to know if you're, I'm relying on you to do something mm. and I don't know where you are, what you're doing. And, and you're telling me you're busy. Like, mm. uh, is, uh, is she getting done? Yeah, hundred percent. And that, that's the Jeff's question. I think busy work, it's probably like them low hanging fruit goals of like get, falling into old habits of just thinking like a big goal ticking is like, like in a hundred posts, you know, like yeah. I think that's like hiding in like, Come on. Do you know what mine is at the moment? What? So Jeff, the que- Jeff's question is, what do you guys perceive to be the difference between productivity and busy work? For me, because we're doing a lot of work from home, I find it an easy excuse to go and like um, like go to the lounge room and like clean up after Matilda's stuff. Like she's been playing and like there's toys around. I'm like, oh, I'll help. So I'll like clean up a little bit or I'll, I'll supervise bath time. I'll take the, take the bin out or like I'm doing things around the house, which is fine. Like I'm still doing things, but... Again, like I can take the bin out. Slugs could do the same shit. You know, know, I could take the bin out after work hours. Like if I was really need to get like a a proposal done or I need to reply back to people, like is the bin, is it urgent? Or are you buying yourself some thinking time? Sometimes you can, can't you? A little bit. Yeah. But it goes into one of the big things that I I like talking about is prioritization techniques. So how do you understand, like you mentioned before, writing a big list of all the things that you need to get done. Uh, I think that's great. But then the issue with that sometimes is that you just start at the top. Mm. So it's not an ordered list. So mm. ordered lists are fantastic. If you ask someone who works really well on lists, my suggestion is write them on a computer software, even on a spreadsheet where you can reorder them or something that give them a value. So introduce a work limit. Don't try and tackle everything. We asked chat GPT a couple of questions <laughs> around what happens if, um, what up. happens if you take on too much work? Everyone's always got that. Like it's a real thing. You say if you are someone who's doesn't say no to things or you're in a work scenario that you're taking on a lot of work, what are some of the stuff that actually happens if uh, what what impacts your productivity if you have too much on your plate? So chat GPT, what they said is uh take credit for it, bro. You didn't even have I'm to not gonna, say that, you know. I don't have to oh, I'm just, being, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Oh, know? look, this is Dec- the honor system now with yeah. AI, isn't it? Decreased yeah. quality of work, increased stress, burnout, reduced creativity, and decreased efficiency. Everyone's always been there when you've got like third like certain amount of time to get some work done, you've slacked off for ages. And then you just rush this like piece of shit work and you're not happy to <laughs> something see- important. It's always the most important thing you have to do, isn't it? And then you're not happy when you submit it. You know, I think how many times I've that's why I'm a C grade student, I think. Is it? Because I like it's prep work, yeah. I found the people who prep the best always sort of get the best results. But you you put yourself outside your comfort zone sometimes when you don't prep and you say yes to shit. So maybe a bit of balance of that, you know. What about uh what about habits? Do you have any like Bad habits. No, yeah, like let's talk about some of the habits that you've introduced. So like, go back to the workflows, talk about podcast editing. What are tasks that you've introduced and how have you? So like, let's talk about LinkedIn engagement. You spend a lot of time on that platform. How have you built that in as part of a habit of your life? How does it work? Does you fit it in? I check it over it, your morning coffees and everything. I check, like, I check LinkedIn more than any other app. So more than TikTok, even more than Instagram and shit now. And I think it's not, it's like a routine now because I want to be like, if there's people in the community, I want to support them and see what they're doing. So for me, it's intentionally scrolling the feed and like looking at what people are doing, consuming the content. You know, we spoke to Ben Lee about it and he's like, you're a curator of content. Like, that's what we do. So it's like picking what we think is cool and then just 
reposting it or giving it a bit of love and just fucking letting people know that we like it because uh I feel like that's important making people feel good uh and building community so routines for me is all around that um so how much time do you allocate a day though so uh, look to be honest it's not like I time box it and put like an hour on it I'll just be like hey if I'm not doing anything if I'm chilling out my version of chilling out is doing that so it's like I can sort of mindlessly consume shit and then just sort of like you know like how you speed read things on 1.25 I feel like that's how I could do it with that all right one of the things that we did as part of this research this episode was like people talking about the pomodoro technique so for those who don't know what the pomodoro technique or learning for the first time the pomodoro pomodoro technique is a time management method developed by francesco sanillo in the late 1980s uh it uses a kitchen timer to break work into intervals typical typically 25 minutes in length separated by short breaks so it's like do a little bit of a burst take a break do a little bit of a burst take a break Imagine going into you got just got a new job and you go, hang on, the way I operate, the Pomodoro technique, that's the, that's how I personally operate. So this is how I'm going to work today. Do you like? Could that? you do that? Could you do that? Babe? I think it's like it all comes down to flow and deep work and the idea of like getting into that really uh, like deep concentration work. I find that really difficult to get into that state, like to sit down, know that I want to pump stuff out, and usually for me, this technique doesn't work. Mm. like i can get maybe little breaks but it takes I, I like i like staying if i can get into that sort of flow state of pumping out work like four hours i'd rather do like four or six hours of being in that block and then burn out a little bit at night and just yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, matter, it doesn't matter because the work's done the work the work's done and i think mm. that's it's pretty deep i'm not someone who can do that every day yeah yeah, hundred percent. Some people are. Yeah, which I, is impressive. It's like burst players, isn't it? It's like, hey, yeah, you're very, very. What's that high twitch fibers or whatever? Yeah, high twitch fibers. When you yeah. just like burst out of the gates, like I, I feel like you, like blocks of periods of time. Like if I spend a day on something, I can smash out something huge. Yeah, and cram it. You know what I mean? Like just make sure it's done. But yeah, I don't know. Like the short breaks, I feel like I couldn't time box. I'm not. I, that's not the way I operate. That's not no. my. That comes down to self awareness. If I had the crocodile spreadsheet, there's <laughs> yeah. no way because I feel like. I'm spending too much time thinking about putting all this stuff in and I feel like that's time wasted for me, you know? Hey, if you are if you are listening and you've got some questions around what uh, productivity or you've got some comments about how, what I want to know, what makes you feel productive? Do you have any systems in place? Are there tools that you're loving? Uh, have you got secret tips, tricks and advice? Are you doing ice bars? Are you journaling? Are you going for let's long runs about, and let's breath Let's work? talk about the water because I think like cold water and having cold showers, I remember seeing Wim Hof's um, Iceman documentary or whatever on Vice when it first came out and then seeing him in person. Um, it was really cool, good energy. He's just a different cat. That's why people are drawn to him. But the whole ice and in the in the cold water is really cool. And like I don't have an ice bath every day, but I'll have a, like a hot shower and then the last minute of the shower is like freezing cold. And it's just simply to just turn your mind mind off if you're stressed or whatever. Like the only thing you can think about is being fucking freezing cold. So um, I think it's a good little way, like a but like a hack that you can do really quickly if you're stressed. Just go have a really icy cold shower. You reckon it's like everyone's blown up at the moment. Everyone likes the cold water therapy and the breath work on the beach. I, I can't believe yeah. how many of those little communities are popping up where people are heading to the beach and there's like 150 yeah. people jumping yeah. in the water at the same time. That's nuts. Hey, breath work. I'm telling you, when we went to the Wim Hof workshop, Tars and I. We were laying on the bloody yoga mats and you have to do these real deep breaths in and out and in and out. And it's sort of, it's got something to do with the oxygen in your brain or whatever, but you do actually feel like you've got like this like nose in your veins or something. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just an extra gear and you feel like you're alive. So I do see that like before a game or before a big, you know, I don't know. We've hop hadn't slipped anything into the tea. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we did. We did drink something funky. Yeah, it did taste a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, he's got a bit of a spiritual juice in his in his breathing technique. He was playing the guitar a little bit. He loves the guitar, singing some like um, some songs that I didn't understand, but. That type of stuff, I think it's cool, you know, like little hacks that you can do. Like a lot of people like getting that runner's high. Like I suppose if you're stressed, like people who like running, I feel like they like to just sweat it out, you know. What about uh, staying in flow state? So we like breath work and ice bars are fantastic. Like I think they're a fantastic proven tool to help increase focus. It brings you back, helps with energy levels, all sorts of good stuff. Mm. But when you're in the moment, do actually executing work and you're smashing stuff out so you're in some flow state what about music how how do you use music to stay in there what type of stuff do you listen to uh to be honest when i want to be productive sometimes music and artists just make me feel productive it's like a feeling that you get so i listen to an artist called Tycho uh pretty much every day so uh they've got a big catalog of just like ambient electronic music that's kind of dancey some kind of prog rocky and it just makes me feel like I'm living clean. I don't know, it sounds weird, but it's like it makes me feel like I'm drinking Frank green water bottles and have this amazing art around the house. And that's that that's the feeling that it makes me feel. So uh, going for a walk, I've been doing a walk for the last... Remember when we were living together and stuff? Since I was maybe like 14 or whatever, an hour every day, it's just like a, through the hills or around the beach where I am now. And I just listen to music, not podcasts. I don't learn anything. It's just about like a backing soundtrack and I think about my life. And then I use that as like a form of like self-therapy maybe now that I'm thinking about it. And that makes me more productive because it makes me come up with new ideas and like looking at the beach and listening to um, artists like Tycho. I'm just staring staring at the water and just going, I've got all these cool ideas. So I've got the notes sometimes firing and it just makes me feel good. I like that. Yeah. I I listen to a bit of like lo-fi, you know, like lo-fi study beats, Mm. which I think Tycho is a little bit of that sort of stuff. But like jazz hop stuff. Same, Same stuff. I type in like hip hop artists that I like and I on YouTube and I go to like lo-fi, whatever their name is, like Mac Miller lo-fi. Or like Drake, the, the mixtapes on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, like people yeah. put those ones together like two and a half hours and it's like sometimes if I listen to music and it's got too many lyrics, mm. I don't want to be like focusing on what the, the song about. says. I yeah. just want it to like helps me almost put you into a bit of a trance where mm. I can just time flies and I'm in the zone, like, like creating the experience. If you're a DJ at a party, you always talk about like mm. you want to create the experience to people, like creating an environment, um, creating an environment that makes you feel productive. So for another one for me, which sounds funny, but uh, sometimes if I'm feeling a bit out of control, like my office space is really dirty. I haven't had a shave. Mm. I've got, like I've, I'm not dressed. I don't, like I'm walking around barefoot. Like being down the beach, we were always a bit barefoot, yeah, you know, but yeah. at times if I've, <laughs> I'm barefoot, I haven't had a shave, my desk is messy. Mm. It's, not an in, it's not an inviting workspace to go and sit down to. So I think that your physical environment and where you, uh, and how you, what you can create for yourself is also important because all those sort of external factors do play a, a, a do play a part of helping you get into that flow state how you present yourself it matters so if you're dressing up and you feel like hey i'm looking suave like i'm feeling myself a little bit especially now with, yeah. like we don't have there's not if people have the ability to work from home or they're working um they don't have to go to the office as much mm. do you still get changed every day like what are the things that's worked for you jack graham's question is do you have a pre-podcast <laughs> ritual you don't um, want to know Jack Graham. The pre-podcast. <laughs> I just say, yeah, we do our we do our planning together. So me and Locke have usually researched the guests. We know who we've got coming on. We had, we know like the basic concepts of what we might want to talk about. And then um, prior to the pod, me and Locke get our heads together, maybe like 20 minutes to half hour before the show. 
structure up like our script or our run through of our prompts, what we want to go through for that, for that and question. I think, and when at the start, we used to really write like all these like niche sort of questions where it's like really digging. And then it's like, no, like, let's just have these topics that we know that um, we can talk about with these people and then just listen to what they want to talk about and then just respond. So a whole thing that we learn is actually listening in podcasts and listening to what people want to talk about and just talking about that and just being like, like water, just fluid baby. And maybe you know? like the the guest run through. So like for a pre-podcast ritual is making people feel comfortable. So before we hit record on that, on that stuff is explaining to our guests what we're trying to get out of the chats, who listens, who to, listens to the podcast, what, what is it that they're actually craving and how can we help provide uh, the answers to some of the, to- the topics or take the conversation in that direction that provides info back to the people at home that either have their own business, have a side hustle or are interested in career progression. So, and we were talking about this the other day in the car. It's like, you've just nailed that to the T. Like now that's become your ritual, your habit where you don't even think and the way you um, give the rundown before we go live to people who we have on is so, so cool. So every single guest gets this, hey, uh, thanks so much for well, whatever, like insert name. <laughs> we love you so much. We, we so literally much. get the straw out, suck their bum. That's what we do. <laughs> no, uh, it's like, hey, people who listen to funny business either have their own business, have a side hustle, or are interested in career progression. So what we're trying to get out of this uh, out of this chat is tips, tricks, and advice they can apply back to their own lives or their own business. We don't have questions. We sort of have topics, and we're happy to steer the conversation in any way, shape, or form that helps aid back to why we're here in the first place. So that's my ritual that I think it's important that um, for us, like the podcast and giving the information back to you guys, like we take it. So I, I didn't realize how much not responsibility, but like, I really want to do a good job. Yeah. You know, like we talk to these people, but we know it's not just us talking to talking to people. So it's like, how can we get the most out of this chat? Or if we're talking to a guest that's been on heaps of other pods before, mm. how do we get a different angle? How do we make sure they're not covering the same thing? Because it's just as much about making people want to talk to us and share than it is about us asking the right questions too. Oh, that's you know? amazing. That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, like talking, yeah. like, how many times do people, if you've listened to them on a pod, if they've been on a hundred pods, you don't want to mm. have them come on ours and well, that's have the, the same conversation go, again. Go, go listen to that story on that pod. We'll actually direct you to that. Hey, for more context on that, go there. If you want to learn something a bit different, that's what we try and do. We try and unique angles, you know. All right. Nick Emery, questions coming in. Uh, when you have a bad day productivity-wise, any tricks and tips to get back on the horse? All right. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do, you do if you I normally just – I I I see you a little bit. Like if I see you smashing it and doing stuff, that really makes me motivated to do stuff. So um, like when I see you just nailing at work, I'm like, fuck, I need to – lift up my game yeah because i want to bring more to the table having a teammate that like having high standards i think is important too so if you are working in a team environment uh setting the standards of what's expected so if you're planning your work my suggestion is if you you are working a tech company or you've probably worked heard of the idea of working in a sprint so a, a short time box period of time maybe it's a week maybe it's two weeks maybe it's three weeks it's about understanding how much work you normally get through like a sustainable workload in that time frame that you can tackle over and over and over again, the idea of sprinting, rest, recover, plan, review, repeat, do it again, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that knowing that it's okay to have a few bad days in that, like you can't be hundred percent productive every day, but if you are planning efficiently and you know that, Hey, if I was a bit shit today, I've still got to get that work done by 
mid mid this week. So give yourself some slack. Give yourself a bit of like, yeah, mm. like mm. credit where credit's due. Like if you've had a bad day, it's it's all good. But I think it is important to have people around you to keep you accountable. Don't One, have two bad days, eh? Don't have two. Oh, you can have two, but don't have three. Three, three no, bad no, days in a row. It's setting goals, it's setting goals, setting boundaries, and then being, I guess, self aware enough to know that hey do I keep myself accountable to the goals that I'm setting? And it comes back to the thing I said at the start. I think that productivity and, and where we see and the issue I see with all the teams, doesn't matter what company I've worked at, the biggest trend I see is accountability. I, and it's like, it's a, it's horrible because yeah, yeah. I don't want to get like too ranty on this. No, but rant, rant. I'll rant away is that a lot of teams now or companies are trying to invest in their technology teams or like setting them up in squads or whatever. And the truth is if the people aren't accountable for the work they want to do and you're happy to move, Hey, if I don't get that done today, whatever, I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, like mm. that feeling of no stress, the deadlines can always move. We can always shift when we're doing the stuff or oh, I haven't done that work yet. Sorry. Here's how we hide. Sorry, Bob. Like mm. that. I haven't updated my Jira board because I haven't added the details. Oh, why? No reason. Like they're all the actual issues that are stopping people from being either more productive personally or more productive in team environments. It's not what tools they use. It's not what the fucking goals of the company is trying to achieve. It's not that they don't have filled teams. It's not that, oh, they're recruiting or such and such is away or whatever. The the truth is if you want to be productive, you'll be productive. Um, and if you want to keep yourself accountable, that's the hardest thing. I reckon accountability is something that I struggle with in life. Mm. and all aspects of stuff. And it's one of the hardest things to do. And I think there's a lot of people focusing on the wrong part of this conversation. It comes down to tooling. It comes down to all this other stuff in, in that thing that people try and push towards. Which They're is tools that you can use. Service level. It's yeah. still, you've got to get yeah. the job done. It's about the mindset, isn't it? It's about how do you t- wake up each day and want to do well, it? Want to be accountable. Yeah. yeah. So I think what, that- Does it attach to the purpose behind why you're fucking doing it in the first place? So, so Nick, I, I think that- You've you followed, bro. I've seen your stuff. You followed along the pod now for a, a long enough. I can't imagine that you'd have too many bad days in a row, mate. I feel like you're a pretty motivated dude, and you know if you've had a a, a bad day productivity wise, and it's the same as if you jump back on the horse the next day. It's the same as if you're on a fitness, like again, come back to a fitness journey. If you're having a bad day, it means you've had macas for lunch, pizza for dinner, smash some chocolate. That's a good day for me. And then you have that again and again and again and again and again and again. So good. Then you're going to be unhealthy as fuck. Yeah, but it tastes nice every day. But if you have one blowout a week or one or two blowouts a week and the rest of the time you're back on your your salmon for lunch and your, <laughs> your intermittent fasting and you're having... A lot of people work that way. Like, for example, like, a, I know this is different, but like Ben Cousins, like he'd work so hard, work so hard right. and reward himself with a... That's a big a sh- weekend. That's a shocking example. Is it? It's a shocking example. That's a, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Shocking, so that's shocking. what I've been thinking about, Benny Cuz. But I said, well, I have- rewarding yourself at the end of like, uh, so you're eating healthy, or you're off the piss for a year, and you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then as soon as that's done, you just go, he's not, getting on he it has, again. He's not what well, he's his balance was not healthy, bro. Yeah, it's an unhealthy balance that ended mm. him down a spiral of drug addiction into jail into sorts of sorts of stuff. So I think mm. it's a hard thing that for someone I played with Benny Cousins, and, and mm. I got to see firsthand how much he tackled what he was trying to do. But it's also, I don't think you can use him as a great example of being productive. You know, well, it's not productive. You know, he played good footy though. I played good footy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's his job. All right. What about uh, what about journaling? Have you ever journaled? Um, No, I've not, nah, no. Nah. But I feel like, People I feel like, like our, no, but I feel like our podcast is a journal. So I think about like, 
um, you know, whatever happens, we've got 600, 700 odd episodes of us doing yeah. whatever. And it's our thoughts and what we think about the world. So for, for me, it's like, oh yeah, looking back in like 50 years time or whatever, it's like, that's the journal. It's like a, it's an audio journal. It's a, it's a visual journal of like what we thought at the time. Uh, and you know, that's, a, that's how I think it like, and I just think it'd be take up too much of my time to do that as well. I feel like doing the pod and just every day, you know, that's like a time walk in itself. Yeah. I like that. Well, again, we're, we've got maybe like 10 more minutes now. So if you have any other final questions, drop them in, but again, big thanks to MYB have, have jumped on board to support our hundred percent live stream. If you haven't checked out with their stuff, they're a business management platform, streamline tasks, build powerful connections, grow confidently from all one business management platform. Go and check out their stuff, doing great things. Uh, and hopefully we get a few more questions that come in before we wrap up because I did like Nick's question. I did like that. What about you for journaling? Have you been someone to write stuff down? Uh, I've tried it a few times. Like I've carried around like the, the, like the book. I'm someone who needs a notepad and I think I do keep a lot of notes from like my day-to-day activities that go through i yeah. wish i was someone that had it better some of the tools i'm seeing now is like ai note takers and stuff i think they're pretty sick that helps people like transcribe meetings keep up to date with everything that's going on but again like journaling and diary one thing for me is i, I color code my calendar so that's probably my my favorite the only thing that i found that really works for me is that we work off we use the google suite um google suite stuff and like having that calendar that you can color code stuff knowing that i got different colors for different things so i use red for recording i use green for opportunities i use light purple for why red for recordings oh because of the the red dot yeah yeah i like that um i use so there's thought behind it I use yellow for client work. It's, yeah, so, so it's like optimism. <laughs> no, it's, it's like I can see it there. So when I go to plan my day or I plan my week, I can see when it's going to be heavy. Like I've got, I block out if I'm doing daddy duties, I've got that as a different color and I can start. What color to, is that? I think it's purple. 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 I like that. Purple. So it's like, it's not an angry color. No, it's like I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to be I'm present. I think this is a present. And that, but that works for me. You know, like that yeah. my my weekly stuff, I plan my week. I look at what I've got on throughout the week. Mm. I, so if I've got half a day of daddy duties on a Wednesday or something, I know that I'm not going to try and take on too much workload on that day. And you can still feel productive around, hey, I've done a good job. Yeah, because I, yeah. I only planned what I wanted to plan. And I think that comes down to um, one of the things that people talk to in Agile and stuff is around work limits. So understanding how much you can take on at any given time. And it, it also comes down to having a very clear understanding of your capacity. And can you, people, it's like do, like when you're doing the beep test or whatever, can you run it real slow? So then you can set up your operating rhythm real slow. Do you, can you hide in that fact where people can do that? Again, this is around personal productivity. So if you're going to hide, you're only hiding from yourself on this stuff. Yeah. I, I think that building a process that works for you is like you talk about it all the time. We talk about it again, how you portray your personal brand, your content that you create, everything that you do comes down to self-awareness of knowing where you are, where you're at, <laughs> and what you're actually trying to achieve. You're only cheating yourself, mate. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think that now that's the hardest thing. A lot of people strive. They they want mentors. They need work like performance KPIs. They they want other people to grade them. They want other people to tell them what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. But if you're honest with yourself and you can create an amazing like a internal reflection process where you're happy to not be so critical but like you can be you can put your things on what you've done well and what you haven't done well but not hate yourself 
by putting it out on the paper, like just be your own best friend. I'm telling you, that's important. Mental health, bro. Like right. seriously. Next question coming in from Sean. Um, how do you best position a lessons learned exercise to get best out of future productivity and not demotivating? All right. I like that one, Sean. For me, retrospectives are an amazing tool. Um, but again, if you look at all the, the studies and what they say that they need for a, the best version of a lessons learned exercise, especially if you're in a team environment, you need psychological safety. Whether, and that's not built. I've seen a lot of people frame it like um, today we, it's a psychologically safe <laughs> workshop today. So make sure that you can say whatever you want. Well, no, the psychologically safe environment gets created through the culture that lives Monday through Friday, how you treat people on the staff, the experience they've had leading up to that point. You can't just create it at that time. So I think it's important that you're already building the right habits, the right cultures, the right... Um, make people feel that way. Make people feel that way before they're entering that exercise. But that little rant aside, I think that how you make it is that you have to focus on action. So you can go through, I like to start with what worked. You can go through what you're confused about, what you really need to improve. And the way that you make sure it's not demotivating is that you take actions out of it. So whether it's one, two or three, but they live. So it's the actions out of the improvements. It's the actions out of the things that you're confused about. It's the actions out of the things that cause things to stuff up. So if you've had bugs, you've had errors, you've had um, customer complaints, you've had uh, missed deadlines, you've forgotten stuff. Like what are the things that have happened that have actually had impact mm. on your life? And then what 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 can you put in in place? So what actions can you put in place as a regular thing that stops that from happening again? So for example, um, let's use one. When we start first started doing these 100% live, podcasts we had uh, a real stuff around trying to make getting this up and running yeah. like learning how to use the the program learning how to use the platform so for us pain points the, the action for us was to spend an afternoon setting things up that we can have our new lovely banner up the top with myob our supporter of our 100 live pod uh and we're streaming it when we're not there's not a lag that's stuffed in the front where We've got a better plan. We're understanding how to do the modding and the stuff. So again, it's an action that we put in place only based on something that we weren't happy with that Locke and I took the time to say, what worked that stream? What was shit? What do we need to fix for next time to make sure that we're improving the quality of our stuff? And it comes down to wanting to improve, you know, like the yeah. desire to be better. Yeah. But not but, everyone has that. That's true. I don't, I, yeah, yeah. I, but, I, and something that we value is just... um just uniqueness as well. So it's not like picking apart things around like how we say things and stuff. It's more around like um, what we're saying, you know, like I just think, because like Will Anderson said, I just put the clip up, you know, he was saying you can over, you can overanalyze sometimes, you know, so picking the right areas around what, not just your unique selling proposition, you know. I do like that. Well, thank you for those who have jumped in, asked some questions today on our 100% live show. We'll be back next week, 7.30 a.m., Every Tuesday, you'll find us here on LinkedIn. If you do have any final questions, this is slightly delayed, so I'm going to give you the last two minutes. Uh, and and me and Locker really just going to talk about these sunglasses that he's decided to wear for the whole stream. What do you think of the sunnies? If you've watched the whole time, if you're listening as a podcast later on and you can't actually see what he's doing, he's rocked 
Was it Corey Worthington? What was the guy's name that threw the party? party? Yeah. Party boy? What was his name? You know who he is. I'm not taking these sunglasses off. I'm famous. They recognize me from these. Is that what you're thinking about today? You got to just relax a little bit. That's not that's not the vibe at all. I just think it suits my head. And because we need to wear all black because of the background and stuff, I feel like this could be my new look. I look like a, you know, like one of the roadies that puts all the equipment on the stage and that. Yeah. A, a hot one. A hot one. A hot one, yeah. I feel like today's episode has been good. If we want to break it down and... You, you just, this is your element. This is your zone. I, I love like, this stuff. Yeah, you could talk about this shit underwater, I reckon. Nick, Nick reckons they're loud, but they're good. I like, thank you, Nick. Don't have to make you hey. feel good. I'm happy that Nick, we I don't promote um, <laughs> negativity here on the on the podcast, but if you if someone's doing something like wearing Sunny's inside on a, on a live podcast stream, you're allowed to... You're allowed to ask the questions. I think that should be allowed I just to think ask the, the people question. love it. You're just a bit of a hater. You just wanted to kind of throw me under, but you're a bit jealous because you tried them on before and you said, oh, I I'm pull, not cool I don't think I could pull them off. Can I try them? Yeah, is, there, try them. is it allowed before we go? Let's have a look. I think it's pretty. The hard thing for you is that you've got to do a podcast with someone that looks like me. That's easy. It makes me, I'm stand, you know, it makes me look better because I'm standing next to a turd, you know, so uh, anything's better than that. Anyway, you know? hey, thanks again for tuning in. We love you. Uh, plenty more pods coming this week and exciting stuff. Follow along on, on hey. Al Brad from Fuyum. What's coming up next week? Kara Stizza. If you haven't listened to that one already, we released that episode yesterday, Monday, whenever you listen to this, but that was a really good one. Balancing parenthood uh, and running a business with your partner. They're doing some sick stuff. So go check that out. Um, I was wondering if he just rolled in from revs. Thanks, Sean. Leave it on that one. Yeah, he hasn't. He's just come back from holidays. He's he's thinking he's one with nature and he's a bit cool. I'm tanned. I look hot. All right. Whatever. See you next week. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in.